What's going on, y'all? Episode 23 of the podcast, and this is kind of an emergency one because I've gotten a lot of texts, a lot of DMs about Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing for the Lake St. Clair event, and understandably so. It's not the easiest lake to pick right now, a lot of different changing things, so we're going to jump in and do a fantasy fishing podcast real quick on who I'm picking and some options because there are some buckets that are are very difficult to pick. You've got five buckets for those who might be just tuning in for the first time to the podcast. BassmasterFantasyFishing.com. You go and set your team. You can win prizes at every event, overall prizes, whatnot. And that's very competitive. Over 30,000 people playing this year. And uh, I think almost the biggest, it will be the biggest after this event, probably the most people ever play fantasy fishing in a single year. So fantastic amount of support in that. But when we get to this point in the season, we've gotten four events under our belt. We've got five left. This is the actual midpoint in the season. As you get to this point in the season, you're going to have people at the bucket A selection and it's going to be very top heavy a lot of the smallmouth guys are good in the angle of the year standings and they're going to be heavy favorites to pick but you can only pick one then you go down to bucket b those are those guys still within the classic and um you know they're going to still have some heavy hitters in there bucket c classic cut line guys bucket d guys in that you know that not too far out of the classic range but they need to step it up and then bucket e the guys who have struggled this year so it kind of gets to be do or die when you're picking a team. And so I'm going to jump right into Lake St. Clair. A little bit different this week. A little bit different for Lake St. Clair. The last three times we've been there, it's been three different uh, playing fields. Last year, well, let's just go back, 2017, when Jason Christie won the event there, they had um, Lake St. Clair in play and I believe Lake Huron in play and, um, and Lake Erie in play. All three of those major lakes were in play. Last year, just Lake St. Clair. You could only go so far in the St. Clair River up north. You could only go so far in the Detroit River down south. And those were the boundaries. All of it was basically Lake St. Clair. Well, this year with COVID and the different procedures that countries are taking, the border restrictions, that goes for fishing as well. Might be out on a boat, no chance of touching the shore, but those restrictions are in place as well. So we have from the Ambassador Bridge in the Detroit River, the same southern boundary we had last year, but only the U.S. side of the waters. So only U.S. waters in play. From the Ambassador Bridge in the Detroit River through Lake St. Clair, only U.S. waters, so only Michigan waters on Lake St. Clair. Then you go in the St. Clair River up north to Lake Huron, and all of that is in play, but only the U.S. waters. Lake Huron up there, um, you can go up there into the lake some, but only when it's U.S. waters. So a little bit bigger playing field than before distance-wise but the amount of fishable water might be a little bit less. So it'll be interesting for guys to challenge, and, and it'll be a challenge for what they do. So when I'm jumping into fantasy fishing, man, I let's just be honest. I'm going to look – I'm going to take you on a little look back at my season so far and to show you um, how I've done overall. But it's not been the best for for young Ron here last week at Lake Champlain. I've had a good run this season. I was sitting there in the 96%, 95% realm for a lot of the season. I mean, 
the first event, I had 1144 points. And from there, it went up. Every single week, I went 1144. So I went to 1171, 1175, 1208. And then at Champlain, I came busting down the ranks with 989 points, my worst output of the year. I had Carl Jacobson drop down way far, only catching a couple fish on day two. I had Tyler Rovette making the day three cut in 20th, but dropping all the way to 40th in the standing. So he lost a bunch of points there for me. And then some of my guys that were chalk guys like Felix and Schmidt, they finished in the 20s. Not bad at all, but I needed someone in that top 10. I just didn't have it. So Hurt me at Champlain. I dropped back, and I'm sitting here now at 91% or so, which is still good. Um, I'm in the top 9% of fantasy fishing, beating 91% of the people. But hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to you know cut some throats out here in fantasy fishing. I'm trying to win this sucker. So that means I've got to do better than 91%. And here's where we turn it around this week. And I sent my fantasy. I set my fantasy team for St. Clair uh, right after Champlain, maybe a day or two after Champlain, and I haven't touched it since. I've looked at it, and uh, I'm not quite sure if I really want to switch it. I think I took a good amount of time to sort out my team at that point, and so I'm going to to ride with them. But I'm 3,000th and 46th in the country or in the world right now in fantasy fishing. And I'm going to try to move up from there. So bucket A. Bucket A is going to have your guys that are first to like 16th or 17th in points or so. Every bucket's got a little bit different number, I think. Or it's the same number until you get to the last bucket. And that's got the least amount of guys. However it works out, I'm not super worried about the number of guys. But just know these are the top performers in the Angler of the Year standings so far this season. So you've got the Jamie Hartmans, who's in first in points. You've got the Seth Fighters and, uh, you know, those those guys, Brandon Polinick, those guys who have factored in the northern swing and also did well down south. You've got the Buddy Grosses, the Clark Winlets. The Scott Canterbury's, those guys who have all done well, are at the top of the leaderboard, and that's why they're in bucket A for fantasy fishing. But I'm going to go to a guy who should be much higher owned percentage, Chad Pipkins. He's got to be my pick. 6.9%. It's a solid percentage. But given where he's at in the bucket, I think he's like fifth or sixth highest person owned um, and, and selected. So Seth Fighter sitting there at 47%. That's really high. And I want to break it down for y'all on what to expect on Lake St. Clair this time because last time we were there last year had 77 pounds, 15 ounces after three days of fishing. It was only a three-day event. But it is super crucial to know that it was late September and early October. That event straddled late September, early October. And it's just a different world up north one month from now, the fish in Arkansas, the fish down south may not be far off from where they are right now in one month. From late August to late September, not much of a change. Up north, huge amount of change. And so I think that cranking is always kind of a factor up there, but it was overwhelmingly the best pattern 
in September of last year, I do not think it will be the overwhelmingly best pattern this time. I think a drop shot will definitely be key. I think a lot of those great cranking spots are in Canada, and I think that's going to hurt not having Canada waters in play. So only U.S. waters in play one month earlier than last time. I think we'll see a lot more of like the Jason Christie 2017 win with a tube. Um, He was in Canada, though. So finding those drifts and those places to float around in U.S. waters might be trickier, but I think that that's, that's kind of the, the pattern that, and then like a Todd Faircloth in 2015 with a drop shot, I think that's going to be your deal. And when you go up in those rivers, um, you can get behind some current flow in the St. Clair River and the Detroit River and fish on some breaks and things like that. And that's where a lot of those drop shots, Ned rigs, tubes, things like that are going to come into play. Plus Lake Huron right at the mouth where it condenses to the St. Clair River. A lot of current flows there too. And most, if not all, of the good action right at the mouth of the St. Clair River um, up at Lake Huron happens on the U.S. side of the border. So I think it's going to be a drop shot, a Ned Rig type tournament, more than a crankbait tournament. Um, they're still going to catch them on a crankbait. Some people will, but I just don't think that it's going to be the deal to lock in your hand like it was last year. We saw Stetson Blaylock. We saw uh, Seth Fighter, obviously. We saw a lot of guys throwing a crankbait and things like that. I think that we'll see a lot more of those spinning rods as we should expect up there. One month, totally different. Those fish got done spawning. You know, a month and a half, two months ago, they're at their deep place. They haven't moved up maybe shallower yet to feed up for um, the the winter feed up, the fall, the fall feed up before it gets iced over and really cold up there. So that's why I perspective wise, I think that I think that a, a Chad Pipkins is a safe, 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 safe person in this bucket. Um, you're not going to lose much with him, I don't think. You've got Brandon Polinick sitting there at 13 percent. Seth Fighter at 47. You've got Jamie Hartman and Paul Mueller both at 9% and change. So Chad Pipkin's sitting there at 6.9%. I'll take him all day um, plus some. Bucket B. Um, well, let me go back to bucket A. If I'm going to give you – those guys are all good, the high percentage ones. Those are all good picks just depending on how – if you've got to make up points, you might need to go with a riskier person if you're maintaining – you can pick a higher person and go with the flow of the rest of the tournament deal. But um, my boy Kyle Jesse not joining me on the podcast today. He mentioned maybe a David Mullins, 0.6%. Hey, he just did great at Lake Champlain. Um, he did good at Cayuga last year. I think that this smallmouth deal is uh, working well for him. He's a cranker, but we showed how good of a drop shot fisherman he is as well at Champlain. I think that... Um, this could be his thing. I think that if it was late September, it would really be his thing. He would really know exactly what he needs to do. But uh, there's that, and there's also you know a Clark Winlet, 1.4%. He did really well last year as well. Just a different deal, though. Different time of the year, so think about that. Last year, St. Clair, different fishable water, different time of year. You just got to think differently about it. That's why I'm trying to gain an edge all of fantasy fishing is remembering they're remembering fighter doing so well and not saying fighter won't do well this isn't a jab at fighter this is a jab at fantasy fishing players that are stuck on history of what happened last year and it's just different it's just going to be different this year in my opinion so bucket a there's a couple other unsung heroes there that you can pick bucket b it's going to be interesting 
You got some of these heavy guys, Stetson Blaylock, Chris Aldane. Those are sitting there in the teens. You've got Corey Johnston at 37%. Hey, Corey might catch him this week, but he hasn't had a good practice. Not one bit, not a good practice at all for Corey Johnston. So this could be the bucket that makes or breaks a lot of people in fantasy fishing. You could gain a whole lot of points by not picking Corey Johnson. You might log on and be like, 37%. I got to pick him. He's good with smallmouth. He's good with, you know, if everyone's picking him, I might as well pick him. He is good. He is great with smallmouth, and he's a great angler overall. Not having a great practice so far. Maybe he turns it around. Maybe he doesn't. But this is a chance to gain points on a big chunk of fantasy fishing players by not selecting him. Pick somebody else here. I've got Keith Combs, 1.8%. I think that that Combs is one to watch here, and you would think, well, Ronnie, you just said it's not going to be a crankbait bite. Why the heck would I pick Keith Combs? Keith Combs is a great drop shotter as well. I think he's good with the way fish position. Maybe that current, uh, if he goes in one of the rivers, positions fish, and he can he can really utilize that. Um, otherwise, maybe he power fishes up in Anchor Bay or he power fishes in some of those bays um, around St. Clair that you can get to, I think that that's, I think that Combs is a good one here. He hasn't had too bad, but he hasn't had too great of a northern swing. Probably his definition, you know, he he's obviously expected not just to be in the top 20 in points. He wants to contend for angler of the year titles. And so obviously if he's not contending for a win in each event, then you really, he's probably not living up to his, his expectations and so coming off of a 44th and a 48th at the last two events the northern swing didn't make the cut in either one of those missed the top 40 cut i'd really 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 expect a comeback from keith combs and a good event for him here otherwise in this bucket there are some brandon lester really solid pick at st Clair. always seems to catch him good enough Hunter Shryock did well last year. Cliff Prince did well last year. Some of those guys um, are ones to watch. There are some new guys in here who haven't fished, uh, you know, Lake St. Clair in general or on the Elite Series. Austin Felix is a new guy to watch as well. He And uh, Caleb Kufal, rookie this year, did not fish the St. Clair event last year. Coming in with fresh eyes might be a good perspective for him. But bucket B, I'm going with, Cliff, uh, with uh, Keith Combs. So I've got Chad Pipkins, Keith Combs in my bucket so far. Going to bucket C. I've really got to go chalk on this one too, and not chalk in percentage-wise, but last year, Garrett Paquette had his worst Bassmaster League Series event that he could ever have, and he did so on his home lake. Garrett Paquette down the road, Canton, Michigan, not far from St. Clair. This is his home water struggled mightily and missed the classic on his home body of water because he struggled. Um, I think that this is more the time of year that that it's easy for him to get on some fish and stay on some fish. Last year, fish were moving so much, and it was just the fall feed-up time. If you miss it, you can miss it bad, and you can't catch up because they're catching them so well. So I'm going with Garrett Paquette. He's picked at 15.5% right now. Pretty good percentage. Pretty good percentage. Second highest in the bucket, but Chris Johnston, highest in this bucket. This isn't this isn't their territory. They're great at smallmouth. Corey and Chris are both great at smallmouth, great in New York, not far from their home in Canada. 
Michigan's a little bit farther. They might not have nearly as much experience on St. Clair as they do on Ontario and St. Lawrence and Champlain, those those fisheries. 56%, that's a, that's a freaking high percentage, high percentage to pick uh, a Chris Johnston. Um, after he's rode a good streak, you know, he's had, he's had, he won the St. Lawrence event, you know, and people want to ride that momentum, but this is a good bucket to make up percentage as well. And that's not me just being a hater. It would be anybody that's picked high percentage that, that doesn't, you know, that's not as safe of a pick. And I don't know how safe some guys are with the way St. Clair is right now. St. Clair is different because of the water that's in play, the time of year. Some of these guys have only been here in the fall, which is September, October, or they've been here in June when they're spawning uh, or just coming off to spawn. And that's totally different from August. So even though St. Clair is a big flat bowl that that doesn't have much change. It does have enough variation in where fish, the little the little places fish will go, um, and you just you want to be diverse in your picks. And so I don't know I don't know if going with the Canadians here is going to be as fruitful. Um, and I will say Chris did a lot of his work. He had a tough event last time here, but he broke down as well. Um, but he was in Canada, far far into Canada. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if uh, he'll be as comfortable in the New in the Michigan side, not the New York side. What am I talking about? So who else in this bucket? Hank Cherry's at seven point eight percent. Clifford Perch at four point five percent. Those are the, your next couple highest people picked. Solid, solid suggestions there. If you're not picking, if you don't want to pick the high percentage guy and you don't trust Paquette, Hank Cherry at seven point eight percent, possibly a good pick. Clifford Perch four point five percent. I think he's a really good pick. Um, there are some other guys who have factored, you know, Chad Morgan Taylor's had a good event here in the past. He's at 2.5%. There's, so there's some options here. Um, but yes, John Cox is in this bucket. Brandon cards in this bucket. Those are some guys to look at as well. Transitioning over to bucket D and E. Now this is the point of the podcast you know, we are 17 minutes into the podcast, and I think this is really when they're going to perk up. Whoever's listening is perking up right now because Bucket D and Bucket E are very, very tough buckets to pick. There are anglers from the deep south. There are guys who are from up north, but maybe the northeast corner. Guys who have been inconsistent, had had tough years so far this season. There are some risky picks as well, but man, it is just all over. And this is these are the two hardest buckets that I've had to pick. I'm going to throw out a few names. Watch for a Destin Demarion. He's good with smallmouth. He's fresh eyes. He came and pre pre fished here, um, you know, a, a, over a month before it went off limits, like you're supposed to. Otherwise, you've got Destin Demarion, four percent. That's a solid one right there. Carl Jockamson's at five percent. I don't know. No offense to Carl, I love him. I picked him at Champlain and it burned me. He's he is a Steve Kennedy to me, and I say this because they both love swim baits, but that's not why. I just that's one happens to be one thing they have in common. They both seem to swing for individual big fish rather than groups of fish or securing a limit, things like that. Like so, they are risky. They're, they're risky picks. Carl's had his best finish other than his 10-killer win. He's had his best finish at Champlain. 
goes and catches three fish on day two. Kennedy, not far from Eufaula, finishes at the bottom of the event at Eufaula. So not saying I don't trust them at Lake St. Clair. I don't know if I like their style overall. And there's some guys in fantasy fishing I just got to stay away from for a little bit till they, till they show me, till they prove it to me, till they make me look stupid because I didn't pick them. But I got burnt last week, so I'm a little gun-shy on Carl, a little gun-shy. Destin Demarion, though, 4%, I said him. Mike Huff, Mike Huff is my pick. I was going to keep him on the down low and not not exactly be completely transparent, but you guys know me. I got to be transparent. So I'm picking Mike Huff, 5.7%. He did well at the St. Lawrence River. I think that Mike Huff is cool with bobbing around in the waves and finding, finding fish and catching them on a drop shot, doing those different Ned Rig techniques and stuff like that. That's up his alley, and uh, I think he's comfortable with that. Otherwise, in this bucket, the three highest percentage guys are John Cruz, Greg De Palma, and Skylar Hamilton. Cruz, 27%. De Palma, 23%. Hamilton, 10%. Cruz, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with John Cruz. He was sitting there in the top 10 in Angler of the Year, basically, after Eufaula, and had came off a sixth place in the Classic, a second place at the First Elite, was flying high, good momentum, doing well. Did not catch him at the St. Lawrence. Did not catch him at Champlain. Bottom five in both of those events. Very scary, very shocking as well that Cruz struggled in those. So he's he's down in bucket D now. He went from being a bucket A pick two tournaments ago to now he's bucket D. That's how quickly things can change in the Angler of the Year battle. So watch for Cruz. He might bounce back and get some redemption, but had a tough two events up north so far. Maybe he just wants to get out of the northern swing, go back down south and gain all those points back there. But Greg DePalma, one to watch. He's a you know smallmouth guy up north. He can catch him. I don't know about St. Clair. I don't know how it'll go for him. 23%. It's up to you to take those risky plays with those guys. But everyone in Bucket D is a risk, to be honest, because they haven't done as great in the standings as they'd hoped to. So they're in the bottom two buckets instead of the top two buckets. But that teeter-totter, that points race is so close. A solid finish will move a lot of these Bucket D guys into Bucket C. A good finish moves them into Bucket B. Skylar Hamilton, he did well last year here to make the classic 10% owned. He's another option. But Mike Huff, I'm going with mean Mike Huff, one of the nicest guys in the elites, um, one of the guys in my boat when it comes to facial hair. We both can't grow it. I'm going with him, Mike Huff, Bucket D. Now, Bucket E, I'm going to have to have a sit-down talk with Lee Livesey and Bill Lowen because I don't know what they're doing in Bucket E. I don't know what they're doing down there in the bottom 20% of the Angler of the Year standings because that's not where they've been. It's not where they belong. And for some reason there, it is not connecting the dots for them. Bill Owen did not do great at Champlain. He was one of those guys who fished for largemouth down south, and that was the kiss of death. If you made that run to Ticonderoga, you did not make the cut. And uh, he did that, didn't do great. He's at 41% in this bucket. Lee Livesey has struggled all year in this and he's in this bucket. The only time he didn't struggle this year was the classic and he got ninth in the classic, I believe. Uh his first ever classic Gunnersville. I don't know what it is. He stayed up north though after Champlain. He stayed up north this whole month. Um, you know, he he was up there a week before St. Lawrence. He was there for the St. Lawrence, there for Champlain, been there since. Now he's come over to St. Clair fishing. 
I don't know if he stayed up there because he was mad at him and he didn't catch him, and so he wanted to figure him out and and do it. And if so, that'll be great. St. Clair's a little different than Champlain and St. Lawrence, so there's not too much obvious structure. It's pretty flat. So you can prepare and prepare and prepare for smallmouth, but then go to St. Clair and not find the great the greatest structure. So it'll be interesting to see if he can bounce back here. He needs one for sure. Chris Groh's another high pick, 15%. But I'm going... And if you after those three guys, there's a lot of twos and ones and point point twos and point fours and threes, because basically there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. There are thirteen or fourteen, fifteen anglers out of this seventeen person bucket below the Mason Dixon. A lot of these boys are Louisiana boys. A lot of these boys are Texas boys. And even Alabama, Alabama boys. So a lot of guys in unfamiliar territory fishing up there. Hard to really gamble and know that, hey, which Louisiana guy to pick? Which Louisiana guy do I pick? So what I'm going to do, I'm going with the OG. I'm picking Rick Clun At 4%, it's a solid pick. Solid pick percentage. I'm willing to risk that. Hey, at this point, everyone's in bucket E. They haven't done well this year. We'll see if they rebound. And when they rebound, hopefully you have them on your team. But Rick Clun, I feel like he knows enough about St. Clair to bob around to do that deal or go find you some water to yourself, um, shallow, in the rivers, something to get away from some people. I think that this could be a good one for Clun. And uh, I'm interested to see about it. He's got a couple of events under his belt since he had that injury at Lake Eufaula. Hopefully he's recovered well. But I think when you don't know exactly who to pick and there's some good, good guys soaking up a lot of percentage, like Bill Lowen and Lee Lipsy, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to catch him. But that's a lot of percentage to, to say I don't know if they're going to catch him. So I'm going to invest 4% into Rick Clun, and that's my lineup. Chad Pipkins, Keith Combs, Garrett Paquette, Mike Huff, Rick Klun. This has been your emergency podcast for Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing. It's going to be a great event. Lake St. Clair, we've got ESPN2 coverage, 19 hours or so. We're going to be going all day long on Saturday. We're going to go no breaks all the way through. And um, Thursday and Friday have earlier live times than Saturday, Sunday. So remember that. Thursday, Friday, we start at 7 a.m. Eastern time just after takeoff um and then we will be starting at 8 a.m eastern time on saturday and sunday so be on the lookout for the times be on the lookout for who's on live that day stay in tune with the coverage espn2 coverage can be great that has been a huge blessing i need to do a podcast after this event wrapping up the northern swing and the viewership that we got on espn2 it, it was incredible. It's been an honor to be on there. It's cool to see people that are your friends taking photos of you on a monitor at a Buffalo Wild Wings or a, an airport or at their home, wherever it is. It's really big for our sport being on ESPN2 live um, for these four events now counting you follow. So excited about that. Get in BassmasterFantasy.com. Set up your fantasy fishing team. I just gave you my goods right there. Pipkins, Combs, Paquette. Huff, Clun. There's my five guys. Pick them up. 
just try not to pick my team completely. You know, give me and, – and if you do, give me some cred if it works out. Give me some cred. But I've had a great season up to Champlain. Champlain, I fell flat. I'm motivated. I'm ready. I got back on the fantasy fishing horse, and I'm ready to pick it back up. So hopefully we bump that percentage up from 91 and we can get back up into the mid-90s, and then we can take it to the southern swing down south with Gunnersville, Santee, Chickamauga, and Fork, and we will just close this deal out and have a great year. This has been episode 23 of the podcast, Cast a Podcast with Ronnie Moore, talking Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing at Lake St. Clair, Bassmaster Elite Series, the fifth stop, the 2020 season.